Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message from Fire Church, Karim Downs. You may be seated, guys. And thank you to the worship team. Can we give them a round of applause, please? Thank you, thank you. Praise God. Yes, machine gun preacher tonight. I, um, I was looking for a reason to be a preacher and be able to shoot someone, so. <laughs> amen, amen. That's what I meant. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for this chance to be able to gather to you, Lord, with our brothers and sisters. God, I just pray, Lord, that you, you bring eternity closer to our hearts, God, that we understand that your coming and return is imminent and we should live as strangers here in this world, God, that this place is not our home, that we long for a world that is to come where you will cleanse us from, cleanse this world from all evil, Lord. So God, I just pray that you help us, God, to, to live for you in whatever we do, God, that we are the light of the world in our workplaces, in wherever field and whatever areas, God, that, we, that you have appointed us. So God, I just pray you help us today, Lord, to, to just catch more, to see you in a greater way, God. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, as Pastor Alex mentioned uh, before, uh, we attended uh, the ACC pastors uh, conference get together. Very, very encouraging. Um, I've start, as I've told some people, I actually was a bit hesitant about being a part of the ACC a long, long time ago, about 15 years ago, because I thought they were a bit too seeker sensitive. But ever since then, I'll tell you what, it's just they've been moving towards a spirit in their own way, every year. And this year, all of the pastors got together and Pastor Matt Hines, the, our state leader, just goes, come forward. And they, by the way, they mentioned Fire Church and Numa Church. So our little church is actually affecting a denomination. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause for that one. And I met many pastors that, that says they, they tune in to, to our broadcasts. So we're going to behave. I got to behave. Um, but they, they do. They, they may not say it. They may not post anything. But they're keeping a tab on what is happening in this place. And we, we become like a, like a shining light to the rest of the denomination, which is amazing. Yeah. But... The, the group of pastors on last week, you know, he, he invited everyone to come forward and they go, let's cry out for the gifts of the Spirit. He's like, let's cry out for signs and wonders. I'm like, what is this place? I'm like, it feels like home. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is amazing. And at that moment, I was just really, really glad and um, really happy that, you know, we... The, the ACC is being awakened. They see the, you know, they feel the dangers of what society is heading towards. 
and they're mobilizing the denomination, which is the largest Pentecostal denomination in Australia, and they're banding us together as an army. And I felt really, really good and really happy to be a part of it. And I really want to invite even some of the, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are independent and it's like, I feel like inviting them to, to join us going, hey man, we can actually do so much if we push together instead of you just over there with your 20 people and you're over there with your 50 people. It's like, come and join us and we'll push us like as hundreds of thousands of believers together and let, let's throw our weights around. Amen? Yeah, come on. The, the most rebellious thing that we can do as society is going uh, a little bit crazy is probably um, be faithful to one person, get married, have children, not drink, not take drugs. Like seriously, everything else is just gone so crazy that if you do that, people will think you're crazy. It's like, why don't you swear? Why don't you take drugs? Like, I don't want to. And they'll, they'll, you'll, you'll baffle them. They'll be like, what are you doing? <laughs> Amen. All the things that, that are, the Scripture warns us is, is coming to pass. So today I want to bring a word, and, it, and it's called navigating revival. Navigating revival. Some of you may ask, it's like, why? Like, who are you to, to be able to speak on, on that topic? And... Um, you know, I used to be part of a ministry where the, you know, our leader was very, very powerful in, in, the, in the gift of the Spirit. He went on three 40-day fasts, 40, 41, 42, and he spent the whole time seeking God, and the fire of God came on him. I remember seeing him for the very first time, and I remember saying to my, to my family, to my mom and my friends, I said, I have found a young Smith Wigglesworth. He was so powerful in the Spirit. But I've also witnessed that ministry pursue the gift of the Spirit without the fruit of the Spirit, and we blew up. Um, I witnessed three church splits, and I've been in a ministry where healings and deliverance was on every service. I think I told you, the very first service I attended, this lady was getting prayed for, uh, for her kidneys, and a man's voice spoke out of her, and she got delivered powerfully. Uh, there was a guy here, uh, Matt Conkle. He goes, Mark Conkle. He goes to Gippsland, and the first time I met him, he was he came into church in a cast, and then got prayed for. His arm got healed, his broken bone got healed, and they stuck his cast in. We had this cross in the back of the, 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 the you know the pulpit, and where everyone can see where people um, we stuck all sorts of disgusting things like hearing aid. So it's just a bit gross. Glasses and this. Yeah, anyway, and it's got these red stains, like the blood of Jesus, a bit full on. But it's a ministry where the power of God flowed and, and signs and wonders happens every week. And so that's what I'm speaking from. So we know um, what it means to pursue something in excess without balance. Are you with me? And so this is why today I want to talk about navigating revival. We are, um, you know, we, we're starting to hit some stuff. We've been walking in, you know, in miracles for a long time. It's the DNA of Fire Church because all the ministers come from those ministries that I, that I mentioned. Okay, so today, let's begin. Point one, the message is 
I'm going to split it in a tidy little three point. But it's really the one thing. It's about loving one another. Simple, isn't it? We are called to love one another. But in our brokenness, sometimes, right, we love people. We don't really love people. We love people for ourselves. So we say, I love you, but we're really asking in our heart is, do you love me? So we're not really loving people. We're walking around saying, do you love me? And then we say, I love you. Are you with me? So we praise someone, but we're looking for praise back. And what God wants us to do to truly love people is actually we're meant to receive love from God. We're meant to give out love and we're not meant to expect love back. Are you following me? Because if we walk around coming to church expecting to be loved, we'll actually fail to love people. If I walk in and I'm, it's like, you know, this church is so unloving, no one came and, and said hi to me. As we do that, I have judged my brothers and sisters for being unloving, and so it justifies me to walk around with an attitude. And if I do that, I have actually failed to do what God tells me to do, which is to love people. And if I walk around expecting people to love me, and everyone does the same, we'll actually get offended with one another and this place will be a really unloving place. But if we walk around focusing on doing what Jesus tells us to do, which is to love one another, and I just give out love without expecting in return so I don't get offended and I just keep loving people, eventually that seed will bear harvest and it'll be a loving place. Are you with me? <laughs> okay, so we're getting in with the first scripture, Matthew 4.4. Can bring it up, please? Oh, here you go. But he, Jesus said, answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. God <laughs> instructed me, he goes, look up what bread means to the Afghani. In, in the Afghanistan, in the Afghani language, they call breakfast morning bread. Lunch, midday bread, and evening bread. So bread used, used to mean food. Today, it is, everyone is like uh, allergic to, whatever, gluten. People don't eat bread anymore. People don't eat meat anymore. People are salad or quinoa salad, whatever you are on. Tofu. By the way, there's, there's a scripture in Timothy about that. I respect people who's not eating meat for health reasons, but there is a spirit out there that's trying to push against us, forbidding us to eat meat, all right? So I'm going all out steak from now on. I'll tell you what. <laughs> that's the biggest cheer I've got all morning. Steak! Yeah! Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh my, you guys are on fire. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There is someone in this church that's a bit wild. 
Um, she's never fasted ever, ever in her life. God said, fast for 40 days. She did. And you can't even tell. Like she's not faint. Oh, she actually, she nearly fainted a couple of times. Um, because she pushed herself. She's never fasted, so she doesn't know how it works. So she's just trying to physically uh, do normal stuff. And then there was two occasions where she said, I felt lightheaded. But for a 40 day fast, that's pretty good. She, her energy level was the same. She didn't get cranky. You know when you fast, sometimes you get cranky? She didn't get cranky. Her attitude was amazing. You can't tell. Her face was shining. It was, it was wild. And I realised at that moment, she's not living of bread. She's living of the Word of God. If God tells you to do something, there's life in that Word. I remember when I was told by God to... To, to resign from Geelong and to move over here. There's actually a period where, three months, where I didn't have an income. But because I was following the Word of God, our finances actually didn't go down. And there was, there, that was the second time. You know, there was a, another time before that where we were doing the School of Fire. Back then we were living in Geelong. And so my wife uh, reduced her work to two days a week. I was only earning about two $300 per week from the church at that time. And so we didn't have much income. But at the end of it, our finances changed and we had more money in the bank. Our pantry was always full and we never, we never go hungry because we followed the voice of the Lord. And I'm sure there's many, many testimonies of that in this room, right? And so that's what it means. It's like we don't live of food. We don't live of these things. We live of what God says. Now, the application is the same thing goes for our identity, Bread and food is about what you draw energy from. If you draw your energy from the praises of people, you will die. Because everything you do is like, you know, you serve God, but then you're waiting for a praise. It's like, oh, well, you know what? I've been serving God for six months. I'm here early. I'm staying back late. No one ever praised me. No one mentioned me. You know what I mean? Because we're trying to eat. We're trying to draw sustenance. We're trying to draw life from the praises of people. And so when we don't get it, we become offended. Are you with me? Where we're meant to be drawing food, drawing sustenance, drawing life from the Word of God. Before Jesus started His ministry, when He got baptized, Mark um, chapter 1, He says, The heaven opened up. There's a dove that came down and a voice spoke out of heaven. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That was before Jesus ever did anything. He got baptized before he healed the sick, before he turned water to wine, before he did anything. He got baptized, the Father spoke, he says, you are my beloved son, I am well pleased. Then, the, then he says, the Holy Spirit took him to the desert and he was tempted by the devil and the devil attacked him with how? If you're the son of God. That's the first thing God says, this is my beloved son. How does the devil attack? If you're the son of God, well, prove yourself. If they love you, well, how come no one praises you? If they love you, how come they don't call you up? If they love you, are you with me? It's the same voice from the beginning of the Bible until the end. The attack of the devil is always the same. 
did God really say? Are you really loved? If, you, if God loves you, where is it? If God loves you, how come you, you don't have millions of dollars in your bank account? If, if, if God loves you, how come you're still sick? Are you with me? What we're meant to do is to grab the Word of God and to eat it. God loves me. God loves me. And this is what it is. We're actually a three-part being. We are spirit, soul, and body, right? If you, what you believe, believe and faith is in the spirit realm. If you believe you're worthless and then you look to be praised by people, the praise is in the fleshly realm because you can hear it, right? But it doesn't address the spirit because you believe you're still worthless. So you can be praised by people and then five minutes later you'll be flat again because inside you're empty. Have you, have you met these people? It's like someone, like always needing encouragement. You encourage them, you spent like an hour encouraging them. The next day they're flat again. Hello? <laughs> it's because these people are empty in their spirit and no matter how much you speak to their flesh, it doesn't help them because they need to address that emptiness in their spirit with the only thing that can fill them, which is the Word of God. Jesus said, my Word are spirit and life. I remember seeing Todd White, this, make it quick. There's this man in Awakening Australia, I was hanging out with this prophet. Dan shared a testimony about how he met up with him and there was a life-changing encounter. And so I wanted some of that, right? Because I'm friends with him. So I masticate. To mutter, to utter, to ponder, to imagine, to study. So how do you eat the Word of God? Memorize it, declare it, confess it, own it, live it. Pray it. It's like, God, show me just how much you love me, God. Let me understand this, God. Obviously, I'm not understanding it. So can you please show me what's blocking it? And I want to get rid of it. If you show it to me, I'll get rid of it. God, show me how much you love me. Amen? Matter of fact, I'm going to get you to close your eyes. (coughs) Close your eyes. Just say, God, show me. How much you love me. God, I thank you that you love me. Help this to make it a reality in my life. Amen. You can pray that every morning. You know, it's like when you're trying to get healing, you go, God, I know the scripture says by your stripes I'm healed, but I'm still sick. So can you please make this a reality in my body? Heal me, God. So you gotta, if you want it, you gotta pray it, you gotta chew on it, you gotta meditate on it. A long, long time ago, I remember getting into uh, Ben Fitzgerald's car, and his car was full of like scriptures, man. It's just like all these, like all these bits of post-it, post-it notes with scriptures in it. He's just like, he has it like just like all around his his car. So that's what it means. It's like, and and the other thing is. 
God has reminded me recently because I've been telling God that I'm really busy. I don't have the time to be able to sit for hours anymore and read the Bible. And God reminded me, it's like, get back into meditation. You, can, you know, you may not be able to, to, to read the Bible for one hour, but you can grab a piece of Scripture and you can chew on it just whenever you have a break. You put it in your pocket and just like read it. Just confess it. Just think it. Amen? Point number two. We are called to love others. John 13, verse 34 to 35. Can you bring it up, please? A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is how the world will see that we, we love each other. I don't know about you, but when you have you visited like a like a Christian YouTube page, the comment section is so toxic. You know, I, I go to I go watch. Uh, I used to watch some some gyms like you know YouTube channels, and it's got um, you know gym channel where they show you exercises, show you like, you know, the programs that they're on. And the comment section are so positive. It's like guys encouraging one another. Go to a Christian, like, preaching, and it's like, oh, my goodness. So horrible. It's just like, you're from the devil. And then you misquoted this. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Why do we have to turn everything into an argument? Anyway, the world's not going to know us by the way we're, we're right. The world's going to know us by the way we love one another. I'm going to just read it to you. Romans 13, verse 9 to 10. It says, All the commandments are summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. 1 Timothy 1, verse 5. Now, the purpose of the commandment is to love from a pure heart from a good conscience and from a sincere faith. The point of everything, the point of the law, the prophet, everything is to love one another. How do you fulfill the law and the prophet? Love. Galatians and Romans. How do we do this? This is something you can practice on. I think someone gave a word uh, during prayer about washing each other's feet, lowering each other. That's a good one. But another one is encouraging one another. I call it to be a gold digger. To see the gold in one another, to pick it out, to, to call it out, and to draw it. Because all of us, right, how do you get gold? Gold is in the ground. Gold is covered by dirt. Everyone has dirt. We, we live, we're dirt people. We're covered in dirt. But in all of us, there's, within this earthen vessel, there's treasure. There's a Spirit of God. There's gold. There's talents within us. I remember um, providing counselling to this couple a long time ago and I remember sitting down and I said, hey, how can I help you? And one of them just rattled off about half an hour all the things that the other spouse was doing wrong. They thought that I was going to be a referee. I was trying to be a peacemaker. And at that moment, I remember saying to God, I said, God, I think this marriage is in a lot of trouble because one of the spouse have set them thinking about all the things that their other spouse is doing wrong. And so when I just ask them a simple question, it's like, how can I help you? They rattle off 30 things 
And so that means they've been meditating on it day and night. And so how do you pull themselves, pull someone out of that position? And fair enough, the, the marriage fell apart a few years later. It, was, yeah, it didn't go well. So we can be focusing on each other's floor, flaws and be offended, or we can focus on the goal in, in each other and be drawn nearer. Are you with me? Encourage, look for the gold, call it out, don't expect it back. Go for a season where you just sow it, sow it, sow it, sow it. Are you with me? Bill Johnson said, if you, lay, if you live for the praises of people, you will die by their criticism. It's because you eat and you feed off the word of people, not the word of God. The word of people can change, but the word of God never changes. Final point, we are not entitled to love. Matthew 10, verse 16. The scripture. Behold, I'm sending you as sheep amongst wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as serpents and gentle as a dove. We're actually called to be rejected. John 15, verse 17 to 18. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that he hated me before it hated you. Hello. Sometimes we walk around thinking like waiting for the world to love us. But the Bible says you are to go out as sheep amongst wolves. Wolves eat sheep. And this is, Al, don't get too happy. (laughs) No, no, we're not, at the same time, you can can go into this, uh, you know, you reject the world, I reject you before you reject me kind of a thing. We're called to love people, but don't expect too much back. That's why we're called to be martyrs. You know, in in Acts um, chapter one, it says, you shall receive power from on high, then you shall then you shall be my witnesses. The word witness there is the word martyr because you actually can't be a witness for God unless you're willing to die. If you're trying to save yourself, that's why you can't share the gospel because you're afraid of what, you're, what they're gonna do to you. Are you following me? So that's the encouragement that I wanna, can I get the worship team up that, that I have for you guys because um, this is not the only, the only tool, but as we move forward, can I encourage you guys, we need to, uh, to be focusing on, on the goal in one another. We need to be focusing on connections. We need to be, um, you know, a people that are just abundant in encouragement to one another. So help me God. And as we do that, we won't cut short the work that God is doing amongst us. Because a lot of revival ends with conflict. People just start bickering. It's like, you should do it this way, you should do it that way. The knowledge of good and evil, knowledge of right and wrong, you should do it that way, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this. And we'll start arguing, start arguing about doctrine. And we focus that we miss the focus on love. But as we love one another and keep this as the main thing, God will continue to pour out His Spirit amongst us and continue to move.
But before we go on, I just felt, I just want to give just a quick moment about, you know, as I start applying this word unto myself, I realised that all of us have been hurt, right? All of us have been betrayed, right? Some of you haven't. (laughs) But when when we get betrayed and we get hurt, sometimes it causes us to close our heart. It's like love one another. Well, subconsciously, there's a, there's a part of us that go, oh, I remember, you remember that time when, when that person said they were going to be with us forever? They're going to, you know, they got our backs and then they walked out. They abandoned us. And that caused us to just reserve our heart, that our heart is not as open as it could be. And I just felt like I just want to give a few moments. They're going to sing, the, the worship team is going to sing a, just a few chorus of a song. Can we just do a heart transfer with God? Can we do a transaction with God? Can we just close our eyes and just go, God, is there anything in my heart that, that hinders your love from, from flowing in and flowing out? Is there anything that restricts me from receiving your love? Because if there is, I want to get rid of it. So as we do that for a few minutes, Thanks for listening to another online message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website, firechurch.com.au.